Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. money. <laughs> dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. <laughs> this is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. Joined by my brother. Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. I'm in the building. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast, and we are on to pop culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. And today, Jeremy and I will be discussing the student in South Africa who was jailed for spending almost $1,000 daily on luxury goods after an error put $1 million of student aid in her account. Now, Jeremy. This girl was supposed to get $96 a month, basically as a food stipend. Instead, they put a million dollars in her account. One million dollars. What would you have done? Um, now, after I've heard all the horror stories of people spending money that wasn't necessarily theirs, which we'll get to that here in a second. Um, I know how it goes. If you get $1 million from somewhere, uh, you maybe maybe take a little bit of it out. Don't spend none of it because who knows? You may have to give it back. And a lot of times they find it and correct it and you have to give it back. And if you spent it, you are now liable for that. And also criminal charges. I've seen it one time too many. So me, I'm not spending that money. Um, That's me personally. But I am irritated about this, Brandon. I'm very irritated about this. You know why? I, I figured you would be. I, I feel like I know why, but I want to hear what you say. No, I'm irritated because any other time, if you make a mistake and it's your fault, bingo, I don't, I don't care what it's with and you overpay. Most of the time, you don't see none of that money back. If I'm doing my taxes and I have certain write offs that I didn't know about, you know what happens? Nothing. They don't come to me four years later or two years later. Hey, man, you should have wrote this, and this, and that off. Here's a big old check. No, when you make the mistake, it's on you because you didn't do your due diligence. And the way I feel on the flip side is when they make a mistake, man, that's on you. 
So when you figure it out and come at me, hey, look, you got what you got. Because when I looked at my account, I wasn't sure. I just couldn't be for sure. You know? <laughs> How am I supposed to know? How am I posted up my Bitcoin went up? I don't know. I don't know. But now it's on me to cover your mistakes. Now I have to be responsible for you. Nah, man, get out of here. Yeah, trick. That's for the birds. I hate. I absolutely hate this. Such a double standard. But so is life. Yeah, it's like if you send a Zell to somebody, let's say I send $500 and I mean to send it to you, but instead I send it to some random person, they don't have to pay it back. Yes, who's not responsible? The person who received the money and certainly not the bank. So yep. when I look when I look at the situation, I think, come on, are you serious? Like, if it's just not, if th- Jeremy, if this was just a normal bank, if let's say this was Chase Bank um, or United with the Mountaineers Bank, whatever you want to go with, and they made this mistake, I would feel especially irritated because those same banks caused or were a large part of the financial crisis, and none of those people got charged with anything. This girl is going to spend three to five years in prison for this. Yeah, that's what I'm talking those, about. Those executives got no time for the crimes they committed that were much larger with a lot more money that affected way more people, and they got nothing. I'm not trying to make this a political thing, but I'm just saying, no, it, like it, you said already, it's a no, no, double standard. No, no, and when I'm talking standard. about price gouging, ga- it makes me think of price gouging. If you do it as a regular citizen, oh, it's price gouging. You're just trying to uh, uh, you know, get as much as you can, and now you could be in trouble for it. But on the flip side, we talk about gas prices. We talk about spending, how much money do you spend for a Coke at Disney World? How much yes. is a beer in the stadium? How is, that not, how is that not price gouging? But it's okay when it's corporate. It's okay when it's them. But when it's us, or, oh, there's a problem. Or when you're at the airport, I pay $2.49 for a 20-ounce Coke or 20-ounce Pepsi for my mom. Are you serious? We're at the airport. We had nowhere we could go. We were on standby. That's a whole different story. But yes, price gouging is real. And it's only a problem when by, we do it. And by the way, when I talk about price gouging, this is not price gouging. This is just re- nothing but unadulterated ridiculousness. Brandon, I went to the hospital to visit somebody who was in the hospital sick in Charleston. And you got to pay for parking. Yeah. They literally <laughs> <laughs> I'm visiting somebody, obviously down on their luck, obviously hurting. I'm being a good person coming up to visit them. And you have to pay for parking? Who who instituted this? Like, I'm so sick of the vultures. And then on the flip side, like we said, homegirl going to get a lick. She going to get a little blessing in her life. And now she's doing three to five. Oh, she got a blessing. All right. She went from $96 a month to spending $1,000 a day. And what did she spend it on? Hair weaves, whiskey, uh, handbags. This girl was out of there living her life, Jeremy. She knew what was going on. Like, that's the thing I'll say. It's not like the money was sitting in her bank. She didn't realize she was just out to eat at Panda Express or Tudors or Chick-fil-A. $1,000 a day? Jeremy, come on. $1,000 a day. I know. And by the way, this is the reason why uh, when they give you stimulus stimulus checks and here in America, like, you know, where we've been getting our stimulus checks, it's like, oh, they're giving us free money. No, that's because they know 98% of you fools are going to go put it right back in the economy 
immediately. That's the point. That's the point. It's called a stimulus check. They ain't trying to stimulate you. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Stimulate the economy. You ain't spending it on cutting down your credit card bills, uh, getting some of your debts paid. No. 98% of y'all are going out immediately and putting it right back into the economy. That's what they do. And not like, not like wise investments either. Like you said, it's on nonsense. Hookah bars in the club, buying bottles. That's what it's spent on. That's what this girl did. And she's supposed to be in school. And so I don't feel terribly sorry for her, but I am irritated at the double standard. I am. I will be honest. Um, it would be different, I think, if it hit in America, too, because private banks are usually the ones who make those loans, or a lot of times they're the ones who make those loans. Where she was, this was a this is a fund that they have set up from the government. So it actually took money out of the pocket of other students, which is why she got busted, because her fellow students turned on her butt and told on her butt. And so I, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, it's a little bit different than just, you know, getting a loan from Chase and they give you more money than what they said or, you know, whatever. To be, honest, so with she, you, to be honest with you, if I ever hit a lick, I always tell people, and this is the truth. If I ever hit a lick, Braden, the very first thing I'm doing is going to change my number. Cause I don't know nobody no more. I know my I family, know, I, don't I know, know my mother, nobody. I know my brother, I know my nieces and nephews, maybe my aunts, everybody outside of that, I don't know you. You said you, maybe. You, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Big Puzz said, I, I, and I know you from where? From where? Kindergarten. I don't know you, man. The first thing I'm doing is changing my number. I don't know I'm not, you. I'm, okay? not changing no, I'm not changing nothing. Ain't nobody putting no pressure on me. Look, first of all, you're not going to know I got nothing because I'm not living no $1,000 a day buying bottles, buying bags. It's not going to be me, first of all. I mean, if I had to, like, the way, only way I'm spending that kind of money, like, if I'm spent, like, the only way I'm spending that kind of money is if I, like, got $100 million. Yeah, okay. All Which right. I'm still waiting on, by the and way. Lot, out, there, people, by the way, there. most people I think are, are, are bullcrapping. Brandon is very serious and Brandon is very real about it. I'm going to let you know from my standpoint, if I hit a lick, Look, I'm not going to be spending it on frivolous things, but I'm definitely spending it on frivolous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All my diamonds shining because they yeah, really, really diamonds. <laughs> I'm saying though, where do you like? What is a lick to you? Like, how much is how much would you have to get to spend a thousand dollars a day? Oh that's man, that's thousand dollars a year, Jeremy. Yeah, no, that's true. How much That's did you true. have to get? A million dollars? You spent you spent more than a third of it already. Yeah, in I don't a year. Know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll just uh, you know, trial and error. Trial and error, my friend. <laughs> but that's what we got. Let us know how you feel. What you feel about this lady who was locked up for getting a million dollars in her bank account, who decided to spend it. You with her, you against her. How you feel? Get at us. Right, my voice. More than 100 schools available from Home Field Apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Hey there, 1012 Network listeners. This is Dustin from the Scott and Holman Podcast, the original Houston Cougar athletics podcast, and the latest member of the 1012 Network. Uh, my co-host, Sam, do you want to tell the fine folks what the Scott and Holman Podcast is all about? 
I sure do. We come on here at least once a week and we talk all things going on in the world of Houston Cougar sports. Plus, we usually find time for some of what's going on in our future conference, our current conference, and really the college sports world at large. We're not just a football, men's basketball podcast. We really pride ourselves here on the fact that every single team that wears the Scarlet and Albino in Houston and their jerseys gets time on our show. Plus, from time to time, we bring on some guests ranging from opposing team experts to even former Olympic great Carl Lewis. So be sure to search the Scott and Holman podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, we spell podcast P-A-W-D cast because we are oh so funny like that. Here we go again. Yes, we're back in the building, back in the booth. This week, Isles Hay Pit is definitely back from Disney World. Bro, say what's up to him. What's really hood with y'all? That's where we're at, man. We got five questions. We are going to give you five answers. <laughs> Some of these are really good, so stick with us. But here we go. Five on it. Bang. And we're back with another edition of I Got Five on it with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. Kansas winning the national championship is blank. What money pays for. They paid for it without ever having to pay for it. Now they get to pay it for. They're champions. What else can you say? Kansas winning the national championship shows the power of the Big 12. When we go in, we'll talk about what the Big 12's done these last few tournaments. And right now, it's not close. And once again, the Big 12 flexes on y'all. Number two. Bob Bowlesby being out as the commissioner of the Big 12 is blank. That is a blessing. It is a home run. As long as what West Virginia, the Big 12 hires the right guy. So my answer is a blessing. My answer is too late. Yes, yes, better late than never. But you done got dunked on. You done got a, a touchdown scored on you. You got a grand slam walk-off home run hit on you. Whatever you want to say, it's been knocked out the ballpark. We already got ran. We already lost Oklahoma and Texas. So I'm glad that the change is happening. It needed to happen. But it's, man, it just feels a little too late. Like all the bad things already came down. We already got got. Hopefully the next chapter is better. Number three. Would you rather be seven and five, but beating Virginia Tech and Pitt or nine and three and two of the losses are to Virginia Tech and Pitt? No one talks about nine win seasons. You can't win a conference with just nine wins. Probably. You're not winning a national title with nine wins, certainly. And you're not going to be in the playoff at all. Give me the seven wins with wins over our biggest and fiercest rivals, especially since we haven't played Pitt in more than a decade. Give me seven and five with the two crucial wins. I like, uh, I hear what you're saying. For me, the reason why this changes is because if we go nine and three and two of our three losses are to Pitt and Virginia Tech, Braden, what conference is Pitt and Virginia Tech playing? ACC. Not our conference. 
So that means we have one loss in conference, which means we're probably going to the Big 12 championship. Nine and three is not the end all be all, but it is showing that our, our our program is getting a lot better. Being in the Big 12 championship would be huge and growing our recruiting, our fan base, money that's coming in. I don't ever want to lose to these two teams. But if I have to sacrifice it next year, I would only sacrifice it because both games are on the road. We beat Virginia Tech last year at home. This one's in Blacksburg. This one's in Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. If we lost this year and we could beat Pitt next year at home, I'll take that over losing, uh, over winning on the road. I take nine to three, and uh, I thought it was going to be close, but no, I, I'm 100% taking nine and three. I'm 100% taking seven and five. Like I said, the thing I will say is even with my arguments, you, you just heard my arguments. You go say your, arg- your, arg- your arguments are good. In fact, I can bolster your argument. I can say if we lose to Pitt and Virginia Tech, not only is that not in conference, but it's early in the season and we have a young offense, at least at quarterback which would mean that the quarterback grew as time went on, which would make sense and would be compatible with, with a successful season. But um, I just can't take losing to them and having to wait, and there's no guarantee that we get them the next year. You didn't add. You didn't give me the guarantee that we're going to beat them the next year at home. Yeah, but so, I, you did pretty much get the guarantee that we're going to be in the Big 12 championship with one loss. No, it's a good chance, but it's not a guarantee. It's a good chance, but it's not a guarantee. Number four, what is the best Gatorade? I have two answers for this one fill in the blank. When I'm sick, well, my overall favorite is Cherry Glacier. That's my favorite, Cherry Glacier. It doesn't really taste like cherry. Somehow, whatever they did with that glacier done cut that out. So it's my favorite, especially when it's cold, like ice cold. But when I'm sick and all I'm eating is chicken noodle soup and saltines, Give me that lemon lime, son. I want the lemon lime. So those are my answers for the best Gatorade. Glacier Cherry is the goat of Gatorades. It's unquestionable. It's the I love best, it. Brandon. It's the best. Glacier Cherry <laughs> is the absolute juice. It is not red. It is white. Because, you know, I guess glaciers are white. <laughs> I mean, whatever, <laughs> whatever they had to do. I don't know how to get a cherry in there. Don't mess with the Glacier Cherry. The only thing that can mess with Glacier Cherry is a is one that they do not make anymore. It was the rain, the Gatorade rain, like the clear green or the clear purple. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember, but I didn't remember. The, I didn't realize they didn't the, make it anymore. The Gatorade rain was the juice. The Gatorade rain is the only one I feel like could go toe to toe with Glacier Cherry. Other than that, the yellow, get it out my face. The red, get it out my face. A lot of the stuff, get it out my face. Glacier Cherry or Gatorade rain, that's what it is. Stamp it. Double stamp it. Triple stamp. Can't double stamp a triple stamp. Number five. When athletes say, quote, keep that same energy, I feel blank. Like I will, and like I always do. Tell me, keep the same energy. You ain't got to worry about it. You're probably a loser. That's why you're saying it. Because people are coming down on you, and you want us to keep the same energy. Well, guess what, Bubba? I'm going to. You ain't got to worry about me. You ain't got to worry about me. I love this question so much. Because I feel like I ain't got to keep the same energy. See, you live in a world that's confined, confined by rules. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand it. They should keep, they say something bad, then when good stuff happens, they should keep that same energy or keep the mouth shut. That's not how it works, homeboy. Ho, ho, homeboy. That's not how.
That's not how it works. Every time I see Keith that same energy, I laugh because I was thinking, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Either, know how I feel in a moment. <laughs> either way, you got no control over what I do. And most importantly, most of the people who have that energy don't keep it when things go the other way. So I always crack it when I see keep that same energy. Like, for real? Yeah, there is, there is no freezing cold takes for Mountaineer sports, okay? So I, if I put something out there, most people ain't going to remember. But when I do say, keep the same energy. I don't when, care. When they say keep that same energy, I think, okay, mom. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Five on it. JM Fiend, I also hate Pitt back in the building. We gave you our five answers, how we really, really feel. Get at us, the RVK. Rap me, boys. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. All right, we're going in. Jay and Fiend with I Also Hate Pit here for the Raspy Voice Kids. And let me tell you, it's a thin line between love and hate. Brandon, it's so funny defending how much our fan base loves defending these kids during the season. Oh, don't say that. Watch your mouth. We have parents in here. And then the moment they decide to hit the transfer portal, oh, the floodgates open up. Brandon, the floodgates yeah. open up. The newest victim <laughs> of this of this uh, <laughs> a tsunami type flood is Mesidor. Akeem, Prince Akeem, Mesidor. He he uh, said that he didn't feel safe in Morgantown. That was part of the reason why he was leaving. And people are just going <laughs> in on him. Have you seen that? Yeah, you you know, the thing is, I don't feel like anybody would have gone in on him if he just transferred. I think, sorry, that's not true. I think far less people would have gone in on him if he just transferred. If he was just like, I'm leaving. I've got to do what's best for me. I got to do what's best for mine. Then people would have been like, you know, some people would have been salty. But most people would have been like, yeah, do what's best for you. That's what coaches do. That's what everybody's got to do, right? Yeah. But then when he added... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. then, Then when he added the... At times, I didn't feel safe on campus. Come on, man. We all know that's not why you're leaving. That is not why you're leaving Morgantown, West Virginia. Especially not when you're taking, not when you're taking visits, when you're going to take uh, uh, or publicizing that you got an offer from USC, which is in South Central LA, which is definitely not known for its safety. So it's just, come on, man. Like We don't want to hear that. Just say the truth, which is you're leaving for what you think is a better opportunity. And it's why I don't care. Like, I don't personally follow any of these players. Football, basketball, soccer, any of it. I don't follow any of these players I myself. Thought you did on, I thought you did on Instagram. No, I don't personally follow them. Now, Raspy Voice Kids follows them on oh, okay. Instagram and Twitter. Okay, gotcha, I gotcha. don't personally follow any of these players because I don't have an emotional bond in them. I felt that way before the transfer portal. I especially feel that way now. They're mercenaries. They come up, they do their job. Good for them. Very few are not that way. Dante Stills sticks out as a guy who is not just a mercenary. Darius Stills was not just a mercenary. There are few and far between. But even a guy like Jalen Bridges leaves when things get rocky. Now, it might be that he was told to leave. It might be he decided to leave. My money is that he decided to leave because Coach Huggs was going out of his way to praise him even when he wasn't playing well. Um, so, yeah, keep Mesador leaving. And putting it, putting, trying to put but you, any of see, the blame. Do you on see a difference the way people? Do you see a difference in the way people treat Akeem Mesidor opposed to somebody like Tyke Smith 
or Daryl Porter Jr. who decides to leave? Uh, I think so, but that's because Akeem Mesador liked people's tweets that were like that were complaining about people leaving, and Akeem Mesador was one of the person people who liked it. Akeem Mesador um, leaving in the middle of spring is weird. Like the semester's not over. It's not like I guess for me, I just don't really. I understand them saying, "Oh, you feel safer here than what what are you going to do in LA or whatever." But I feel like the truth is with most bounties, when you transfer out, whether you're Tyke Smith, Daryl Porter Jr., or whoever decides to leave, most of the time they're like, forget them. We don't need them. And uh, I hope they stink at their next place. Actually, I remember hearing people saying, hey, I, I hope X, Y, and Z gets hurt when they go to the next destination, even when they didn't make up an excuse like, oh, I don't feel safe in Morgantown. So yeah, I, you I might agree. have heard some people say that, Jerry, but you would not, you did not see the floodgates of people saying that. Like, that's the thing to me is the sheer numbers for Mesador is because, and, the, and I've seen specific people like Dale Wolfley, I shouldn't even said his name, but Dale Wolfley coming out, to defend, coming out to defend Morgantown against what Mesador said. Like, I think it's different. It's different because of what Mesador said. He, he tried to malign the city. He tried to malign the university. He tried to malign the, the program. And again, I think... It's probably like Oscar Sheway. His intention wasn't to malign any of those things. It was to cover his his own butt. But that's what he did in the process. Hello? My bad. I don't, I, I, no, no, my bad. I, I don't know if you just heard my ice or not. But here's the thing. You, you brought up Sheway. And I just want to mention this real quick. I was watching him on ESPN. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. National Player of the Year. They're talking to him. That kid's smile is so uh, big. Jeremy, unanimous National Player of the Year. The kid just feels so genuine. Now I know he said some things that people feel a certain way about. Like, like I said, I think he was misinformed. You always say this: misinformed, not ill-willed, ill-intentioned. But he's smiling. Just listening to listening to his humility on TV, and you listen. Like right when he was done, the other anchor was like, "Oh, like." They love this kid. Like this kid, just humility and hard work with that smile. Look, I can't root against him. I can't root against him right now. I'm sorry. And I know it's an unpopular opinion. And I know well, he said this and that about hugs. I just, uh, you know, I like me some Sheboy. I like Sheboy too, but let's be real. Does he follow the moniker once a mountain year, always a mountain year? Absolutely not. Yeah, like, me I, either. I, I said not last at all. week. I said last week that phrase is dead forever. Don't ever uh, say once a Mountaineer, agree. always a Mountaineer. I don't agree. If you graduate from WVU, you are once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer. If you win us a national championship or a Heisman, you are once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer. Yeah, but that doesn't encompass No, I'm saying there are situations in which it is a once a mountaineer, and, always and a mountaineer. Yeah, Josh Chandler Samito. Josh Chandler Samito. He graduated from WVU. Yeah. He's a mountaineer. Like, you cannot like how he left. Gabe but he's, O'Saboyan. Who's on tour throughout the state right now, going to elementary schools, going to state championship games, uh, doing all kinds of things right now. Gabe O'Saboyan is once a mountaineer, always a mountaineer. Yeah. Of course, okay. you know, he. Yeah. I will never say that phrase again. I'll just say he's my dude. He's a Mountaineer. Uh, this one's a Mountaineer, all a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer stuff. There's too many people who break that code. Uh, players, coaches, Rich Rodriguez, I, the coach that we had who 
grew up here, was an alumni here, and then bounced on us like, and, and, okay, and, and that's a perfect example. You said if they graduate, didn't RR, Rich Rodriguez, graduate from West Virginia? Yeah, he's a Mountaineer, Jeremy. How many people would, Brandon, how many people would say I don't, Rich I don't Rodriguez? Care. I, don't, I don't care. I don't, we, uh, we should put that up as a poll on Twitter, but I'll be honest. I don't care what they say. The man grad, the man played there and graduated there. Coached and then, there. And won, a, then, and won a BCS and won a Sugar Bowl there. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, he did us dirty, but he's a Mountaineer. The dirty. No, he didn't just do Brandon. They ain't saying he did us dirty. That's what, Brandon, burning files on his yeah. He's a Mountaineer. He's a Mountaineer. Bill Stewart. People aren't going to like this. Hold on. <laughs> did it stop recording? No, it did. Okay. People aren't going to like this, but Bill Stewart digging up dirt on the next head coach because he didn't like the way that they put him out because they did him dirty was doing West Virginia dirty. Bill Stewart did West Virginia dirty, at least tried. Uh, duh. What do you mean? And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't going to agree with that, but Bill Stewart is a Mountaineer through and through, and I dare somebody to suggest he's not. Okay. So, so I mean, there are, I mean, yeah, sorry, Rich Rod's a Mountaineer. Bill Stewart's definitely a Mountaineer. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying all is forgiven for Rich Rod. I'm not saying he should come back. I'm not saying anything like that, but he's a Mountaineer, period. Yeah, well, I feel like he's like Pete Rose. He will never be forgiven. Okay. <laughs> like Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame, he will never be forgiven. So, yeah. Bob Bowlesby, another one a lot of people would say probably shouldn't ever be forgiven. The Big 12 commissioner announced this year, this, this week, or like within the last few days, that he's out. He's gone. Find him riding on Chrome. Hit the clutch, hit the gear, hit the gas, gas and he's gone. What does this news mean to you, Brandon? Little to nothing. Like you said, it's too late. Um, so, yeah, better late than never, but never late is better. And this is where we are with Bob Bowlesby. He did not do his job. Over and over again, he got ran on. And it's too late for him to be worth anything to us. But it could be a blessing guiding us through this next situation. Um, adding Houston, Cincinnati, BYU and who's the last one? BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. UCF could actually be pretty good as far as competitive, as far as competition is concerned. And if done right, they can make it a viable construct, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. It really depends on who they get to replace him. Yeah, well, Bob Bowlesby, man, it's like it's like having a bridge engineer, and then the bridge collapse collapses. And then you get a new engineer. Yeah, how much is that going to do for you now? Okay, <laughs> I, I hope I hope in the future if you rebuild it, it's okay. But uh, it's it's. You know. see, Jeremy, it depends on how many collapse. That's what really matters. Say that again. You kind of broke up. I said it depends on how many people were on the bridge when it collapsed. That's what really matters. Okay. All right. Whatever. In our case, everyone was on. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that we don't. One thing we don't have to worry about the Big 12 is the basketball. Yeah. Kansas wins the national championship. That is not what we're talking about. Hey, hey, props. Um, props to the Payhawks. I know a lot of people are hating on them. I don't care. I was, they, king. I was chief amongst the haters. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not anymore. Somebody has to win. Some, well, the, some, thing, the thing is, some, the thing is who you root program. for? Who what? you root for? Who you root for? North Carolina, they cheat too. So, I mean, really, what are, what are you saying? Duke cheats? 
Uh, I mean, like these are known cheaters. I'm not talking about the people we're not sure about. These let me are just known say this. Cheaters. Let me just say this, and I don't know if I've said, ever said this live. Maybe, maybe I have, but that's one thing. Without a shadow of a doubt, if you want to be proud and hold your head up, West Virginia basketball and football. Yeah, is without question. 100% not cheating. There is not a shadow of a doubt. Cleanest program in the country. People don't well, leave like this if you're cheating, Brandon. People do not leave like this in droves if you're cheating. I don't, I don't know about football. I would imagine they're clean, but I know basketball's clean. I know that for a fact. Brandon, Brandon, it's that, if we're getting top five, like it's not like our recruiting super high, and then when guys get good, they leave. In basketball and football. There was, a time, there was a time in football where I remember, I remember that Noel Devine. Yeah, no, no, I'm Josh talking about right Sanders, now. I'm talking yes, about right yes, now. <laughs> yes. And I'm telling you, there's, well, I guess in basketball, we had a time too where Jonathan Hargett. So anyway, that's a different story, but yeah. 100%. Hello? No, 100% not cheating. So if you want to be proud of something, those people who want to be honorable, hey, hold your head up high. West Virginia football and basketball is not cheating. That being yeah, said, if you, Kansas if, was if, you, if you care about that sort of thing. Yeah, hey, hey, teach his own. Um, Kansas winning the big uh winning the national championship is yet another Big 12 school doing their thing, Braden. Baylor wins it last year. The year no. that we it wasn't last year? No, they won it the year before. Two years last ago. Year. Either either way. Sorry, 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 sorry. Baylor did win it last year. That's right. And the year before that, people thought Kansas was probably going to win it again. The year before that, Texas Tech makes it to the national championship game. Here we go with three different teams. Texas Tech and Baylor are not blue blood, blue, blue bloods. And yet every year, what you're seeing is the Big 12 showing their quality. And their depth. And their depth. Yeah, we see North Carolina. Yeah, we see Duke. But those are the same blue blood programs. I don't see Virginia Tech in the national championship. You know what I mean? Nope. I mean, I guess I did have Virginia. They did have Virginia, but there's still no comparison. This yeah. is the first time. This is the first time since 2006, 2007, I believe it was. I could be wrong, but I think that's when it was. That a conference has won back to back national championships without it being the same team. So that's a decade and a half, basically. That 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 has gone by without a conference being able to do that. The Big 12 just did it. Um, and it, and it was almost three in a row if Texas Tech could have finished the deal. Should have been three in a row if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. Or could have been three in a row, I should say. It's not like Bill South has never choked, but it could have been three in a row. So, yeah, I mean, there's no question about the firepower that's in the Big 12. And if you go look at it, um, the stats guy, West Virginia stats guy, um, I can't remember his Twitter handle, but he was pointing out the ranking, the Ken Palm ranking, and how high West Virginia was and how many teams that West Virginia finished ahead of. We didn't finish ahead of any Big 12 teams. We finished ahead of like eight or nine ACC teams. Same thing for the Big 10, I believe it was. Like, we did really well, except for not well enough, if that With, makes any sense. Without a question, if we were in a different conference, we would have had a, a tremendously different season, without a doubt. Yeah, and, and I never thought it, it was funny. Is I never thought we'd see a basketball conference that was like the Big East. When we were in the Big East, we had Syracuse and we had UConn and we had Villanova and we had Pitt and we had uh, Boston College and I mean all kinds of teams in there. Uh, St. John's, Marquette. Uh, it was uh, it was just 
it was it was a tough deal being in that conference. I didn't think we'd ever get back to a spot where the basketball conferences were that great. And yet the Big 12 has done it. I think it's stronger than those old biggies uh, conferences used to be. It's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, there's the proof is again in the rankings, in the championships, in the winning. Is definitely stronger than even the toughest of the Big East team, Big East uh, schedules and conference conferences. Let's talk about a sport that we actually do win at three national championships, maybe more. I think I saw three. three West Virginia, West Virginia cricket, get on our level. Why ain't that leading Sports Center? Why ain't that making the top ten? Cricket's one of the most popular sports in the world. In the world, not just national. We jump from a national title. This is akin to like a world title, basically. All we do is win. win no matter win. what. No matter what. So big <laughs> shout out. <laughs> big shout outs to the cricket team. WVU's cricket team. We also want to give a big shout oh, out to the... By the way, Jimmy, uh, who's your favorite player? <laughs> you know what? I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the cricket players so much. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't just pick one. I just can't pick one. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, that one, <laughs> the one, that one, the one on the team was a little bit darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dope. He's dope with the black hair. Yeah, he's dope. Right, right, right. Hey, shout outs to them though. And let's also shout out the women's basketball team. We got a new coach. Have you seen her? Yeah, I Don, saw her. I call her Don P. Why do I call her Don P? Because you can't pronounce her last name. Because I can't pronounce her last name. I knew it. And you know what? Hopefully she's so dominant and so great that her name becomes Coach P, like Coach K. Because who knew how to pronounce his last name for the longest time? But when you win, people learn that stuff. Whether it's Giannis' last name, which, you know. Atentacumpo. You know what I mean? Like, when you, uh, Tuyasasopo. Who else? Who who else? Shashevsky. Krzyzewski, when you win and you're successful, people figure out how to pronounce your name. So in no time, I'll be able to pronounce your name. But for right now, we'll call her Dawn P. She's had success everywhere that she's been. Um, I'm not going to break down all the stats and statistics, mainly because I don't have them in front of me right now. <laughs> but just just know that we're very excited. I think the state should be really excited because we have a good coach. And she seems excited but, to be here. But were you okay with him not hiring the Glenville State coach? I mean, she just won um, a national championship. Everybody wanted her. She would have been a fan favorite. She would have been a hit. And it's nice for you to say the Glenville State, because I always say the Parkersburg native, because she graduated from Parkersburg South. No big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened behind closed doors. This is one of the things, like, with the hiring of Neil Braille, that you got to just trust the higher-ups. And time will tell. Time will tell whether it was a good decision or a bad decision. Well, right so now, what you're saying, what you're saying is, there's a good chance they made a terrible mistake. Oh, <laughs> see, see, tell us how you really feel, though. Tell us how you, how you really feel. <laughs> no, I, I, it's too. It's, I still, I don't think it was a terrible mistake to hire Neil Brown. I'm not there yet. Not definitely not a terrible mistake. It's not the home run I thought it would be, but it's not a terrible mistake. And by um, the way, by the way, and by the way, Brandon. It's as if they've learned. Now, I have noticed the sports writers who cover West Virginia, they have learned their lesson from last year. They are not, they're they're nowhere near going in like they did last year about who looks good and how good the team looks. I feel like they're, 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 you know, they're pacing themselves because of lauding West Virginia last year. 
and it not turning out so well. You know who has not looked at that same uh, yellow light? The coaching staff. They're saying the same stuff that they said last year. That this team's never been hungry. They're building it up. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> it's just that's dangerous grounds where two years in a row you go in about how much better we look and how much more competitive we are and how much faster we are. Okay, I hope you're right. But uh, you know, you, you led me down the path last year, my friends. What do you think not, about that? Did not uh, what get us get me to the destination that you promised me. What did you think about Neil Brown saying we do not have a culture problem? Um. He has to say that. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of, and I understand before it was a defensive coordinator that helped push some kids away. And now I don't know if it's a culture problem or not. It might be an NIL problem. I don't know if it's a culture problem because I haven't, I haven't heard a lot of people saying, Hey, you know, I'm leaving West Virginia because of X, Y, and Z. They say everything outside of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like I know that like people say NIL, but I, the funny thing is, I feel like there's not as many companies involved in these deals as there are boosters behind the scenes involved in these deals. So NIL is not you're not supposed to be able to guarantee a recruit money to come to your school, and it's not supposed to be based on playing time or what they do. Um, once they're there, then they can sign their own deals technically. Um, but there's reports out that there are players who secure private jets from boosters for their family to go to and from games. Um, that's the oh, kind of stuff West Virginia looks, just can't, but that's just the stuff West Virginia okay, can't compete okay. with. And so, and so what, okay, good. One thing I heard somebody say is where's all the coal company money? Which it's I true. thought was hilarious. If coal's what everybody says it is, where's all that money? And why isn't it being spent on football and basketball? The stuff that matters in the state. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting, but I'm with you. I, I, it's hard to suss out whether there is a cultural problem, and we're not there, so we can't see, uh, or whether it's just people being offered money that we can't compete with. Yeah. Yep. And the people who are there who do get access either don't dig deep enough or don't get that type of access. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little down. Like, I just... Uh, I just wish that we got anyway. I just wish we got a little more sometimes, but more, you know, more investigate, more investigative journalism. Yes. Yes. Because the thing I've noticed, I feel like a lot of the people who are part, who do, do cover WVU are chummy with WVU. They're not just doing journalism, not only not just doing journalism, but a lot of them seem to be fans. And that's where I'm like, okay, but you're supposed to be the journalist. Why am I getting fanboy responses, fanboy participation? Um, in the things that are happening at WVU, and I want the so, real. And you know what's so funny? We have a friend who covers West Virginia. He wore a West Virginia hat to an interview one time, and these other writers killed him. Like, oh, you're not supposed to be biased. So how are you wearing the hat of the team that you're interviewing? I'd much rather a dude wear a hat than be biased in what he says. Everything is peachy. Everything is great. I'm, I'm in, all, like the, I said, all the time, all, all the, the time. time. Like I'm not. Look, there's certain people who cover West Virginia sports who are on TV a lot, who never have a negative or a sideways take. Like it's everything is always peachy. Everything's always so great. That's the worst type of homerism. That's the reason why we were where we were last year, where nothing looked like what you said it looked like because all you did was drink the Kool Aid and sell us something. Now I understand they're paying you. But 
on the well, flip no, side, we're, yeah. we're not getting real. We're not getting real info. Some of them are getting paid. Hashtag fake news. Some of them are getting paid by WVU. I won't say who they are, but y'all can figure it out. Some of them are not getting paid by WVU, and they still seem to have those kind of rose-colored glasses. So that's where it's really weird to me. Um, Yeah, like there's some, I I could say specifically some names where I'm like, they're just fans. But they get media credentials like any other site that's not a fan site. So it's, it's weird. It's really weird to me. Yeah, it's stupid. Okay. No, okay. I'm going to shut up. No, I'm not shutting up. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of that. And people are like, oh, well, what questions did you want asked? Well, let me in there and I'll ask the questions. Because here's the thing. Like, we want answers. We don't, we don't want the same cookie cutter. Like, I heard some people say, um, how can you be a writer if you never show up at a press conference? What are you talking about? Five seconds after the, 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 the press conference... Everybody has the exact same news because the exact same cookie cutter questions were asked and everybody has them. So therefore you can read it, then regurgitate it. It's not like there was a hard hitting question in there. It's not like there was a thought provoking question in there. Uh, Coach Neil Brown, you got to be 35 to nothing. Um, how's your uh, field goal kicker's ankle feeling? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so anyway, that's just my two cents, but I am getting more excited for football as we're getting closer. I know we're still way off. I am excited to see Lynn J. Dixon. I am excited to see the running back room. I am excited to see how this quarterback uh, battles play out. But mainly, I just can't wait for September. Hopefully, we got a good product. So, that's all I got. You got anything else? I got nothing else. There you have it. RBK, another week. It's in the books. Your boys. Peace. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.